Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's going on? What do I do, guys? I can't hear anything. What do I do? Drew, could you hear something in yours? No, right? Are you on best of? Are you on best of? We have dead air? We gotta put a best of on Drew. We're gonna lose every station we have. This thing sucks! Who is your daddy? And what does he do? The freedom of speech is being taken away. And welcome back to another special edition of the Michael Deacon program, reporting to you live and direct from the wastelands of California. My name, in fact, is Michael, and I look forward to once again serve you those sounds of salvation. Joining us tonight is the return of Leo Zagami. He will join us all the way from Palm Springs, not far from where I am. He is an author and musician, respected contributor for Info Wars. Mike Hideous has also drawn assignment this evening. Oh yes, he's here. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for allowing me into your hearts and into your minds. Here we are again, on a night like this. It feels good to be back. As always, nice to see all of you out there this evening. Nice to see you in the chat room, of course. Always nice to see you in the chat room, of course. And of course, of course, of course, the listeners out there that tune in for the podcast rendition of this program love hearing all your feedback as well. I do hope you join us one of these evenings here live on YouTube. All you have to do is search Michael Deacon. And yes, that's where you will find the YouTube channel. Now, without further ado, let's bring in the boys. I believe Mike and Leo are both ready to go. Mike, are you alive out there? I'm alive. We've got Leo. Mike, are you out there? Sorry, here I am. There he is. Mike, I'm so glad you are back and no one has taken you out with any painted rocks this evening. Good night. (laughs) Thank God. Leo, welcome back to the program. Always a honor and pleasure. Well, it's a pleasure to have both of you here this evening. But Leo, of course, you live out there in Palm Springs, not far from where I am in El Centro. Mm, How is is the weather now at the moment there? It's actually quite nice. It's not as hot, not not with the slogan the city has taken to, which is where the sun spends the winter. Uh, fortunately for me, Leo, it's not hot. It's actually quite cool for once. For once. <laughs> well, Jesus. I live in the deserts. I know what you mean. We have the perfect weather over here, though, having said that. That's right. And of course, you are now an American citizen, 100%, correct? 
Well, I'm a green card holder. I will become an American citizen 100% in two years. So I have to patient uh, because uh, you, you, you have uh, the, the, the routine that you have to follow for all these formalities. I already passed on the, the major test, which is the green card. And so I now... Uh, Congratulations. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yes. And so I'm, I'm very glad to be on my process to citizenship. Nice. And Mike, say hello to your fans out there, Mike. Hello, my fans out there. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I'm going to be actually able to vote uh, for the next elections, which is great. And uh, <laughs> so I'm going to be fully involved. Yeah, with that's exciting. American way of life. Uh, and, uh, and of course, involved also with uh, uh, everything that... Uh, is, is really uh, meaningful for us at this time, which is to defend this uh, great constitution of the United States of America. God Very bless nice. you. Very nice. And of course, Leo, you know, for those that don't know, you are like a very respected researcher and of course a popular contributor to, uh, or I should say for InfoWars rather, and that you've come a long way. And I've told you this in the past, uh, but Leo, I mean, for the longest time, I mean, you, you've always wanted to be here in America and you were casted out basically uh, out there in Italy, I believe. Yeah, well, I was a few years in Norway, then uh, I moved to Italy, which is, of course, the place where I was born. Uh, but uh, after I published my books, I got involved with the political activities. I got on the nerves of a few <laughs> powerful people, so I guess that I... <laughs> I needed to get uh, out of there before uh, they would get at me. And uh, I mean, I mean, I Leo, you're, you're being modest here. I mean, there was a bounty on your head. Well, in Italy, definitely is a bounty on my head. <laughs> I don't care really because I mean, I'm on my way to full American citizenship, and I don't, I'm not, I'm never gonna look back. Uh, what I think it's it's right to say is that this great nation has been made by people like me who had to flee Europe and other right. countries because they were persecuted. So I am glad to say that I'm one of those uh, those kind of immigrants that made this nation the great nation it is. Unfortunately, these days people just come through the border, 11 million, how many, they just get granted citizenship out of thin air. That is very unpleasant for people like me who have to work for many years and make many sacrifices to get to where we are now, to where I am now. So, and Leo, looking with you more. Oh, go yeah. ahead, Mike. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go on, Michael. It's all right. I was just going to quickly mention, uh, Leo, looking back in your life growing up, you know, you had this sort of, and I don't mean to offend you, I don't, I'm not calling them crazy, but I mean your situation and being a part of the family that you are a part of, Leo, do you think that was crazy at all? It wasn't crazy for the immigration authorities and they granted the, the citizenship when uh, actually they came up with some dealers. I want not to bring everything on air because obviously, but let's say that was the most unusual interview probably to date for somebody who is uh, applying for citizenship. And it included things like Illuminati lodges and whatnot. Wow. Right. And of course, Mike, you don't know this, but Leo is also a musician. He's 
a DJ or was a DJ, and he was. I, I remember the DJ. Yes, so now I'm 50. <laughs> I'm a bit out of fiction in the sense that I pre- prefer to go another way. And also, I'm very glad to have not followed the, uh, the, the, this career up to, to where I'm now because nowadays clubs are all closed and my colleagues are not even capable of doing the job they used to. So, I mean, what's next for people in the club business is probably to take the vaccine or uh, take some kind of microchip or God knows what. It seems like, unfortunately, they are imposing that kind of uh, uh, thing uh, first to the people uh, who are actually offering entertainment. And so that's pretty disturbing. Uh, So in in the near future, uh, probably people will be forced to take the vaccine if they want to attend concerts, they want to go to uh, even to restaurants or anything like that. I mean, now in certain places like Israel, for example, you have a big problem because people can't even go to the supermarket any, any longer without having uh, received the vaccine. So there is a, a sort of imposition which started even in a smaller state like the Vatican, who a couple of days ago came up with the imposition for older workers to receive the vaccine. And that means that if uh, even if you are a woman and you and you are pregnant, you have to take this vaccine. That, uh, as we know, is very dangerous for uh, for, for, for pregnant women, uh, whatever the vaccine may, might might be. So uh, I think that uh, we, we are assisting to a gradual implementation. I hope that uh, here in the U.S. we are uh, enough people able to resist this way of life, which is. Uh, uh, of course, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the product of the New World Order in the last phase of the New World Order, which is the most delicate and the most dangerous. Are you telling me you're not going to get the vaccine, Leo? <laughs> no, <laughs> I actually was forced uh, because of uh, the, the, the citizenship application to get a couple of vaccines, but not this one. In not specific. that one, okay. I was forced to get a measles one, though, that actually now it's said to be working even for people with, uh, to to be protecting uh, people from COVID-19, which is a very good news because at least I was forced to get this vaccine, at least I get a benefit from it, if there is a benefit, I don't know. Uh, I think that uh, instead the uh, RNA-style vaccine, uh, which goes and messes a little bit with your DNA, it's, it's, it's definitely something that you want to avoid. But of course, uh, then uh, who am I to say that? I'm not a doctor, and uh, if I even uh, say that, I can get in trouble these days with the, 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 the Orwellian uh, uh, state that presides over uh, social media and even on right. YouTube. So certain things need to be always addressed very carefully. I had, as you know, and I told you before we went on the show, in the last few months, uh, all my YouTube channels in the English la- language removed from the internet. They started uh, with uh, my main uh, channel, which was the Leo Lions Agami channel, which I had a lot of material, 500 videos. I had carried on for a few years, almost 10 years. And that was just lost from one day to another. And then they went after my wife's YouTube. And I tried to reopen another three different accounts in the English language, and they got removed one after the other. Now, Congratulations. I- Congratulations. <laughs> well, um, Unbelievable. I'm very evil. I'm now being removed also from Instagram already. 
2019, I was removed from Instagram only because I was from uh, from from the Infowars crew. They removed me, and then I had a Twitter logging me out. Periscope uh, logged me out with Twitter, and uh, how racist of them! And then I was closed <laughs> down on Facebook. Uh, my main Facebook profile was closed down. The actual official one. Now the one that is left. Uh, it's quite interesting because to be able to obtain the permission to stay on Facebook, I had to receive a physical letter sent by Facebook headquarters mm. to my <laughs> home address here in Palm Springs. Well, I don't know about all that. You shouldn't uh, have to go through that process, Leo. Well, uh, it was the only way I could remain. Otherwise, I was uh, banned forever. And unfortunately, I still need to some extent uh, Facebook, especially for uh, uh, family contacts and things that I ke- keep on there that they are rather difficult to move on other platforms. Um, of course, I was upset. Of course, I mean, the fact that I had to receive a code to my address, I had to activate it and then be located uh, through, through, through this. Uh, um, I don't have anything to hide, to tell you the truth. So, I mean, I'm not... Uh, uh, worried at all uh, regarding uh, it, it was rather strange though that they removed the official profile which I actually verified with documentations and everything already two or three years ago when they asked me though I didn't give the address but they asked to verify my uh, this time they did it justifying it saying that I do a sensible a sensitive kind of work I'm a journalist that I touch on the realms of politics and the social and that for that reason, uh, I had to have this kind of uh, official Facebook account. Understood. And we're going to jump right back into Facebook and Australia, what they're, what they rather are going through right now in terms of uh, yeah. the lockdown and the protesting that's going on. But uh, Leo, before we get to uh, that, we do have a phone call. And this gentleman, I think it's a guy, they've been on hold for a while. Let's bring him in. Whoa, that that was strange. I heard um, of a weird effect there on my voice. That was awesome. Uh, caller, what's going on? How are you? Caller, are you alive out there? Seems like a caller has yeah. disappeared. Oh, there, Hello? there he is. He's back. He's back. <laughs> caller, what's up? How are you? Yes. Hello. What's up, brother? Mr. Deacon, how are you? I'm good, brother. How are you? Yes, I will. I am very good, sir. Thank nice. you. Very nice talking to you again. Uh, very exciting show today uh, with Mr. Leo Zagami. Oh, very, yes. a very good fan. Uh, I know him, actually. And, and I also know your other guest, uh, Mr. Hideous Michael. Oh, my. Wow. Mike Hideous, yes. Uh, this is Anthony uh, Marr, the guitar player uh, in Panama. A stalker. Are, are you stalking um, Mike here? Is that what's going on? No, I'm listening to the show. I actually met Leo in Italy, in Italia. Io parlo italiano. Oh, shit. I think he does too. Ah, okay. Quindi ci siamo incontrati in Italia. Quanto tempo fa? 
That's uh, We met at a Berlusconi. Uh, we were we sacrificed a virgin, <laughs> and uh, we were drinking some blood. Creepy and true because I never hang out. We we were having a good time. <laughs> Good Lord. Of course, it seems like our friend is, is very much into the comedy. Of course, she was a virgin. A virgin, like we said. Yeah, Leo, uh, you weren't uh, sacrificing any virgins. Trouble, I think. <laughs> I think it would be nearly with, with Leo, yes. My goodness, Leo, I had no I'm idea. I'm in hiding down here. and uh, 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 Well, Leo, if you need an apartment, let me know. Okay. You need to hide somewhere much. like really, really down low, you know? Yes. What What do you got for us tonight, my friend? My question. Let it rip. But nothing. My question, Leo, what do you think about the Bitcoin situation? Okay. Bitcoin situation, you see, I, up until, let's say, a year ago, I was an advocate of cryptocurrency. Uh, then a year ago, exactly, more or less, well, I think... Uh, more or less a year ago, I came into the equation this uh, unfortunate patent that was made by uh, Microsoft uh, regarding uh, the human body being used as a depository for cryptocurrency. And at that point, I, I started to study the situation. Uh, and uh, though I had uh, never really indulged too much in cryptocurrency. In the last few months of 2019, I, I just indulged a little bit to more or less to, to pick up on what I lost because in the past I had many possibilities to start uh, becoming a Bitcoin miner from the very early days and I refused. And I'm talking the very early days when Bitcoin cost five, four, three dollars. Uh, and, and, and then I went to, into it, I could have kept uh, what, I, what, I, what I mined and I could have actually made some profit. But in the end, with my wife, we rather decided to leave the whole thing because of ethical reasons, not because of uh, convenience. Out of convenience, maybe one should have left his investments and maybe we will have gained some money out of them. But mm. as I said, the ethic and the moral of uh, the 060606 patent of uh, Microsoft, so saying Microsoft is like saying Bill Gates, is basically connected to the mark of the beast. And <laughs> Sorry, I found that incredibly funny. Right, but do you think that it's too too late to get into the mining business? That's, I mean, yeah, that, that's, that's also a, a business lot of at 56, uh, 60,000 yeah, for one Bitcoin is completely idiotic. I mean, if you had to get into Bitcoin, you should have got into Bitcoin when it was a year ago. Ah, uh, yes. The crisis initial phase, it went down under the $5,000. And then yeah. at that point, it was convenient to, to, well, to actually well, well, get some Bitcoin. Even at 10,000, it was still convenient if you see it... Uh, with, uh, uh, of course, the developments after the Elon Musk investment. But as I said, I made an ethical decision here. Some people might laugh, some people might not agree. Um, it's definitely not good for my pocket, but it's good for what I'm doing as a human being because I believe in my mission and uh, I believe to be coherent with what I write in my books. Right. That's a very good question, by the way, oh, from the I caller originally there. But um, yes, uh, caller, go ahead. 
Sorry, Michael. It's okay, uh, I just want last question here. The, lega- the legality of it. I mean, when I was in college in New York, uh, a bunch of kids started mining bitcoins, and, and you know the IRS knocked on their door, and they actually had to do some jail time. So, what is the status of that now? And is it Bitcoin getting connected with PayPal and all that? And I mean, I mean definitely exactly. Bitcoin is not the, anymore the kind of cryptocurrency which you can leave out of the international, international banking system. And so for that reason, it, it's going to gradually become less and less anonymous. So it's definitely not the, 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 the convenient uh, source of income that you can just pick up out of a hard disk and put into, into, in, into circulation. Of course, still nowadays, maybe some people can do that, uh, but, but uh, it's going to become more and more a sort of official commodity that doesn't have those privacy, uh, that, that kind of privacy and anonymity. Of course, we also know that there is other kind of cryptos that might guarantee more anonymity in the future but uh, we are also seeing uh, the yuan, the yuan in, in China becoming a crypto uh, digital blockchain currency and the same for the ruble uh, in, in, in Russia that means a normalization of the digital currency which is in itself a system uh, that is implemented in the next nine years to please the cyber Satan which I've talked about in volume 666 yes. of my confessions which basically it's implementing the mark of the beast. Here we're talking with the an end of time scenario that uh, people should take very seriously because we are in front of a never ending series of lockdowns, a never seri- uh, uh, ending series of mutations of a virus created in a lab in Wuhan and also new viruses that will pop up in the f- near future that are even more deadly. That's right. On top of that, we will have a mini ice age, which has already started and has manifested in Texas, which they are selling us as a green, uh, as a, something to do with the climate change. It's not the case. It's a mini ice age, and it will carry on for 200 years. And then on top of all this, we have in 2029 an asteroid, uh, which uh, is going to uh, miss Earth by very little and is going to send all the satellites to hell. So there's some good news then. In the next 10 years, we are facing some major catastrophes and, uh, and, and humankind uh, is going to face changes that uh, are uh, unprecedented. And for that reason, they are also trying the elite to build up as fast as possible uh, this emergency base on the moon and then for Mars. My goodness. Um, caller, I hope that answered your question there. Uh, that did. I think, uh, just on the last note here, I think any type of uh, cryptocurrency, uh, the, the U.S. government is going to find a way to tax it somehow. Absolutely. I mean, already this year, if you are, I don't have any more crypto, fortunately, but if, if, if from this year is obligatory already here in the state of California to declare your cryptos. By and the way, um, right, Lilith in the correct, chat is saying yeah. uh, PayPal has four cryptos available. Uh, to be honest yeah. with you, I would stay away from uh, crypto from PayPal. I don't trust them. But well, I don't trust PayPal. PayPal uh, has closed down four, four di- three different accounts. <laughs> I'm at my fourth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Account. Stay away from that. I would suggest not not through PayPal. 
Absolutely. No, no. Well, I mean, I never actually got anything to do with the crypto paper because, as I said, I got out of crypto uh, before I was even a uh, U.S. citizen, uh, permanent citizen here. Uh, and I did it also to not have any problems in the future because I knew exactly that uh, the IRS sooner or later will. Uh, but, but in fact, when I went last year with my wife, for her tax declaration. And this year I'm gonna do my own because now I am a citizen in a way, even if I'm not a full citizen, I'm a green card holder, which is considered a permanent resident. So you are paying tax here in the United States of America. Well, the, there is an obligation now. You have to declare your cryptos. I don't know if it's uh, the same for every state, but for California, you have to declare your cryptos. And already last year, they were telling you that next year you yeah. will have to start declaring your cryptos. My God. Well, thanks for the call, by the way, caller. Take care, Tony. Take care, brother. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Thank you, Leo. Thank you, Mike. Hello. Uh, and uh, there he goes. That was Tony. Thanks for the call. And yes, going back to what we were mentioning earlier, that will sort of bring us uh, full circle here. We were talking about uh, Facebook and Australia. And for those that have been keeping up, Facebook banned uh, a lot of uh, a lot of content coming out of Australia, by the way. For those that don't know, and well, in Australia, you you mm -hmm. mean regarding the Facebook ban is mainly an issue that I think is going to touch uh, gradually also other places around the world, oh, which yes. is concerning uh, the, the the fact that Facebook filters uh, editorial content from various uh, news sources. And, uh, and so now they, they are acting really like themselves, like some kind of editors and of, of these news sources. And uh, what is happening is also there is an implementation of copyright rules, which is also um, restricting more and more this social network because they, they, they seem to be wanting to get in some way uh, Facebook to uh, to pay some dividends to these news companies. Uh, uh, it, it, it is a very complex matter, though. Eh? It is a very complex matter because it touches with the, the privacy of the individual. At the same time, in this case, it touches also with the, the interests of a lot of news companies that uh, these days they are trying to uh, survive in the era of the internet and not all of them are managing uh, to filter their message because Facebook really acts as a very selective uh, chooser of what you can publish or not, not only as a private citizen, but also at an editorial level. Right. And of course, um, lots of protesting going on, by the way, out there in Australia. Lots of people are very much against the vaccine. Yes, but Facebook censors anything to do with vaccine, like they simply censored anything to do with the protest that was ongoing uh, in the farms in India. Uh, because then the Indian government, they were starting to get upset. Uh, and so then, you know, you start to, and but then when you go and check everything, you go and see that in reality here, the situation is because the, 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 the monopoly of Silicon Valley is starting to really aggressively get into the news business. That I think is really why all this is happening. Here's a very short clip we'll play. 
Victorian taxpayers are $20 million out of pocket because the government is yet to bill return travellers for their stays in hotel quarantine. And while Australia is less than 48 hours away from the COVID vaccine rollout, thousands have taken to the streets across the country to protest against it. The protests were supposed to be peaceful. But in Melbourne, it descended into chaos. Multiple protesters were arrested as hundreds of officers on foot and horseback battled to control the angry mob. Sydney's rally was calm. Hey, my body, my choice. It featured celebrity... Con- my body, my choice. Yeah, they were They were chanting <laughs> well, okay, that. Okay, I want to apologize because yes, sir, this go ahead. is not regarding the US technology companies, but it's regarding really the, the fact that a lot of people are getting upset yes, around sir. the world. And like Australia, we have, of course... Uh, uh, the, the, the fact that uh, Facebook is censoring every news regarding the sanitary dictatorship. But uh, regarding uh, this actual event in Australia, there has been similar events in the Netherlands. There's been similar events in Austria in the oh, last yes. few weeks. In Harlem. Been, in Ireland, in, 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 in Great Britain. And, and, and so it seems like more and more people are getting upset. So what is the solution of the new world order? Well, they already have a plan. And if you want, I can tell you what is this plan for the next few months. Oh, yeah, go ahead, Leo. Tell us. Well, the plan is to promote a sort of sudden herd immunity from April onwards to get the businesses, especially for the tourists and everything, to retake a little bit of breath of air mm. and, 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 and not go completely bankrupt. But then around the fall, they will come in again with the fact that there is a variant like the Brazilian or the South African or even a mix of variants. Now they seem the South African and the Californian seem to have been put together in, in a way. But in any case, what they're going to do is this. They're going to promote the fact that we are going back to normality before uh, what was expected. So they will start to promote that this summer is going to be an open uh, an open summer, things are going to be great this summer. You're going to start to see the left-wing media uh, promote this idea. And uh, even if it goes against anything that they have said until up to a couple of weeks ago, even Dr. Fauci, but uh, the, the, the thing is that they will promote this idea of herd immunity to get the people to go back out, to travel again, but then they will uh, force later on another uh, and, and more aggressive stand with more lockdowns in the phase that will follow up with the variant that will demand also a booster to the vaccine. So we are, the, 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 Bill Gates had announced a week ago the fact that there should be a booster, a fair dose, and now we have had a couple of days ago the confirmation by the head of Moderna that has said that a booster uh, that will work uh, to for these variants is being uh, built now. But I spoke with uh, Dr. Paul Cottrell, who I conduce a, a weekly show with and uh, this morning, and I asked him what he thought of this booster, and he himself wasn't really convinced that you can work with something that has been created uh, for the original version of this uh, 
uh, of this virus. And at the same time, we have confirmation, of course, in the last few days, once again, that this virus is of an artificial nature that comes out, that they came out of a laboratory uh, with the, the doctors, uh, the Dr. Sheed, uh, the woman, the bat woman. Yes. Line. And, and so I think that we are in front of a great scam also because, you see, most of the governments have understood the lockdowns don't work. But the problem now in the next few months uh, is to get things back to normality without admitting that they failed. So this is also another possibility why they're going to start aggressively promoting the, the fact that the, the herd immunity has been reached by April and that we can all go back uh, and doing our business. Because they have realized for a series of studies that are popping up all over the place that the lockdowns simply don't work. So they can't tell you, oh, we, you know, we have failed, we are a bunch of idiots, we, we locked down uh, half of the world and actually we sent bankrupt a lot of business, uh, businesses. They can't say that because they will be sued. Um, so they're going to create this, uh, this alternative uh, saying, oh, yes, now, you know, people can go out and now there is the herd immunity, this and that. Understood. Yes, that I did see plan. those headlines, by the way, Leo. Huh? Uh, I, I did see those uh, headlines myself. Um, they were asking when will life go back to normal, and Fauci said something about 2022 is when you can sort of expect things to sort of go back to the way they used no, to be. The thing is, you don't understand the things will never go back to normal. They already have another virus that is popping up from Malaysia that is 75 times more. Uh, dangerous than the coronavirus. That will be the next big thing once this is finished. Are you talking this about the Nipah virus? Yes, of course, the Nipah virus. And then, uh, as I said, this is only the beginning because uh, the yeah. Great Reset. Jesus what Christ! The great Reset really means Great Reset means Great Re Re in King in Italian. Re is King, so Great Re Great King Set Satan Chronos. Set. So, great yeah. King Satan, this is the great reset. Take it or leave it, you have nine years to take it. And by the way, you talked about, uh, in your book, you talked about the age of cyber Satan. And yes. uh, we have been sort of ushered into this sort of um, online sort of world. We are bowing down to the cyber gods in a way. Absolutely. And, and, and from next year, Apple will uh, start implementing these new kinds of phones that will become more and more popular. At the moment, uh, um, this kind of phone that you put over the eyes is not really that popular. But uh, the, the, the actual model that uh, with augmented reality and the whole show that Apple is going to um, start making available next year is going to probably set the standard for the future. And what is this standard? Well, it's a standard that will isolate the young generations from the older ones because they're going to simply put uh, themselves, uh, they will cover their eyes with this new technology and they will go around probably all the time uh, filtering the reality with the segmented reality, which is a digital filter of the reality. Right. And of course, this all is a part of uh, smart cities. 
Smart cities as part of the plan. Uh, the, the satanic plan includes everything that, as I said, is smart. So S. So if you have a smartphone, it's a satanic phone. If you have a smart house, it's a satanic house. If you Amazing. Have anything that is remotely smart, it's not smart at all. That's why people who are in a smart house start to have uh, voices, uh, uh, temperatures changing and hacking. It's it's, it's a now a regular event, even in cars. So, I mean, if you want to have a smart car, well, then you are on your way to a smart city and you can go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Leo, uh, there was a question for you here in the chat room. I was trying to find it, but now, now it's lost. Lost in the mix. Sad. But yeah, I did want you to answer this question for one of the listeners out there, but now I cannot find it. Oh, well. Uh, we'll keep moving forward here. That's all right. And uh, by the way, somebody wanted to know, uh, Amanda in the chat wanted to know, what's the name of the next virus? Uh, that's the NIFA virus. And there is also a bubonic plague or Nipah, uh, whichever you want to call it. On, uh, in the last few days in Africa that might also become a big one in the, on the map. Right. So this Nipah virus is, like you said, 75 times more deadlier than the coronavirus. And mm. for some odd reason, there's a lot of uh, brain swelling that goes on uh, with yes. this virus. So, uh, Mike, I'm sure you are happy to hear that. <laughs> yeah, I'm always up for hearing such positive news <laughs> yes a severe ah, no positive news in <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, well, being sarcastic. Yeah. I'm being sarcastic no well but i mean we are living really in the end times i mean you when you calculate no the, doubt. the asteroid in 2029 is called apophis now do you know who is apophis it's the one of the most evil gods of ancient egypt together with set apophis is the god of chaos shiva it's well, we no. can say also very similar to Coronzon uh, of the Crowley. <laughs> Crowley's uh, fixation with Coronzon brought him into the middle of the desert to open the gates of hell. It's definitely uh, unusual that they have given this name and they have also, I think, given a number, which is 9999, uh, so three nines followed by 42, but in particular 999, it's, uh, 9999 is a number that reverses 666 and that you both uh, put 18 is 8 and 1 is 9 as well as 2 and 7 is 9 so these two then combined make once again 18 which is 666 this is a demonic number so uh, the arrival or passage of this uh, but by the way it's not only passing in 2029 but it's passing later I think even in 2036 and later three times but the near miss of 2029 will already bring enough uh, uh, enough damage to the planet and, and, and a planet that by 2029 will be relying even more on the satellites to control the navigation that's right of a lot of uh, uh, artificial intelligence cars and so on and once that goes on we are screwed you know i'm not very technologically sound so you know for someone like myself once that power goes off i'm in a world of hurt well, that's bad. Uh, you should never be in a big city. You should be uh, um, like I am on the edge of the desert. You should uh, 
avoid the, the, the future smart cities, which basically at the moment are being ruined by the, the left because they are trying to destroy the, the very nature of the city and the economy of the city so they can take them over uh, and transform them in smart cities. That's been done in New York, it's been done in Los Angeles, it's been done in San Francisco, which literally at the moment are full of uh, poop and that uh, in the future <laughs> transformed in smart cities uh, and that's why they're doing all this you have a bunch of uh, homeless people that are tolerated and that are ruining once glorious areas of, of great cities but there is a plan uh, for that it's not uh, and, and Gavin Newsom uh, can be recalled but of course uh, here we're talking about a big mafia that is operating not only in California but all over the United States because what has happened here is happening in Austin, Texas, it's happening in many other cities uh, uh, around the U.S. that are headed by the Democrats. I'm glad you mentioned Texas, by the way. They are just getting demolished out there right now. I, I'm really upset with the fact that nobody up until now has yet uh, called up, or, uh, I mean, understood the, the, the concept that we are not in front of any kind of event for years. You just go and Google 2021 mini ice age and you will see the research that's been put forward by astrophysicists and many other people for years regarding uh, the, the, the solar cycles and, 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 and then the, the possibility of this coming mini ice age, which already was in place uh, between the 13th and the 15th and, and went on actually until the 19th century. Uh, we, we had a period in which the Thames River was iced uh, in London. We had a period in which the Hudson River was, was basically used as a fridge for people who were, <laughs> who, who were uh, living next to it. Uh, the, the world has had uh, these uh, occurring um, uh, um, Ice Age cycles, and now they are using it to uh, instead unleash their new Green Deal, which is a bunch of nonsense, which uh, serves the purpose simply of making people poor because they need to do the great reset, which means taking over all the private property. And uh, at that point, uh, you are just a human being who has nothing and uh, who lives off the state uh, and uh, you are uh, basically at the back and core of the state you're against the green deal that that's racist well yes i am very racist <laughs> <laughs> my goodness but yes um things are pretty messed up yeah things are very odd right now leo and i'm afraid to ask this next question but where do you see america in the next five years leo Fantastic. I mean, I'm here for a reason. America is the, the, the beacon of hope for the rest of the planet. Of course, America, as we know it now, might not be any longer for, or for much longer. Depending on what happens in the political arena, the resistance of those millions of people who have backed Donald J. Trump might still be able to stop the New World Order from completely taking over the show. But Let's remember that uh, the, the, this is a global plan for world domination uh, and uh, of one world government. The Chinese are, of course, working hand in hand with the Jesuits, with China. They have been doing it for a long time. I uh, talk about the link between the Jesuits and China that goes on for hundreds of years in my book, Volume 4, My Confessions. 
and we have also the Sabbatean Frankist element also that is a very important element in this new world order. But uh, the, the thing is that America is uh, the resistance uh, to this new world order. It's the only country still that has millions of citizens who bear weapons. We have the First and the Second Amendment, and these two uh, amendments are fundamental for the rest of the Constitution to be carried on. And now, instead, they are both uh, really being jeopardized by the way that the Democrats are uh, uh, upholding their own uh, rights and they are taking over the show. I mean, <laughs> maybe fraudulently, maybe not. I hope that uh, really the Americans realize, though, that even if they have voted for this uh, change because they didn't uh, like Donald J. Trump, they have put themselves in a very uh, in, in a very bad situation, and the, the, there is a risk of the, 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 the American way of life. I mean, uh, the Ocasio-Cortez of the situation, who now in the last few hours has done, of course, this uh, propaganda stunt of putting together a few millions for the Texans. It's, it, it, it is a propaganda stunt. It's a very clever one, I guess. The Republicans have not been clever enough. Ted Cruz has failed miserably by uh, going down to Cocoon, even if he immediately understood his mistake. And now we are uh, with, of course, a president that has been beaten up by the media for four years, but in the end, it was uh, not only the president of the United States, Donald J. Trump, who was beaten up, but the whole of all his followers who voted for him, the moment in which they put together this big, uh, this mega psyop that led to the 6th of January, you see, QAnon, the QAnon movement was all part of this PSYOP. And the people, unfortunately, failed to realize that. There was, for years, infiltrators of the FBI inside the militia groups, inside the groups like the Proud Boys, the Oath Keepers, Free Percenters. And at the right moment, they all got triggered and all at the same time ended up uh, with, uh, of course, it's not many people if you count all the millions that, uh, that follow Trump, yeah. also the, the million people that joined probably Trump uh, in, in Washington is only a few hundred people. But they managed to uh, create something that is, of course, uh, criminal and that gives the enemy the possibility to implement all these restrictions and the persecution of, of all the conservatives. It was a trap. It was a trap. Uh, even Alex Jones has admitted he fell for this trap. Personally, I warned everybody at the end of the year on Infowars that uh, the, the January will be the month in which everybody will have to face the reality of things, not the never-ending rubbish of bullshit by people like, sorry if I say that, by people That's like right. Steve Pitnick or the, Dr. Jerome Corsi or... Or, or, or Robert David Steele and all these uh, intelligence, these informants that unfortunately flood the, 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 the internet with BS. I'm glad you said that because I've been quite vocal about him myself. I mean, that, uh, it's not one, it's a whole There's line a lot, of them. Yes. A whole group of them, and they are all professional disinformants. Yeah, I'm just, um, a lot of their claims are just so ridiculous that I cannot... I believe a word they say, my friend. But well, I've proven that what I say is fact. I wrote that the virus will arrive in 2020, in 2015, published, I mean, even before. 
in the uh, uh, volume two of my confessions uh, published in 2015, you open and you see 2020 will be the year you will be locked up because of a virus. I mean, and that is uh, a fact. So uh, people get judged by what they uh, actually, the predictions uh, when they come into fruition. It seems that these people make one prediction after another that doesn't come into fruition and still they get more credibility than uh, the, the, the Leo Zagami because Leo Zagami is censored all over the place. But uh, if you listen to Leo Zagami from the moment I joined the internet with my exposure project in 2006 to now, and even before for those people who, of course, knew me inside uh, in a more private setups on the internet, they all knew that I have always uh, um, forecasted what is happening. Yes. And by the way, you mentioned Alex Jones. What's going on with InfoWars and uh, Alex? Is he doing okay? Doing great, uh, but uh, <laughs> of course, we are in a situation in which Texas is in great difficulty and Texas right. is gradually becoming less and less um, friendly with non uh, with uh, non democrats with non leftists it's becoming more and more a blue state and that is uh, it's a big problem i think even for alex in the in the long term i, I will probably see alex moving uh, to florida maybe oh, wow. having a more success for his initiative than now in 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 in, in austin uh, we, of course uh, after this uh, uh, this failing of the uh, windmills and all their green technology, maybe the Texans are going to finally realize that they have to really uh, consider the, the Democrats as an enemy and all their policies as completely outrageous and dangerous. Because imagine this, we are going towards a mini ice age. And these people are talking about a new Green Deal and about uh, working along the lines uh, of California, which has been a state uh, which I live in, but unfortunately it's a state that fails miserably because <laughs> over and over again the electricity goes down. Not here. I'm lucky. I chose this place very carefully. I know exactly where I live. I live in front of a big windmill farm. But here we are not in Texas. Here yes. I'm in the desert. By the way, in Texas, Leo, I just got to jump in there really quickly and throw this at you. In Texas, the ones who got their power cut off were amongst the poorest uh, amongst anyone in, in these no, but cities. The ones who kept it on, they received bills now up until they, 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 they spent $2,000 for a megawatt. I mean, they ended up spending $17,000. One guy did, yes. Electricity. Mm -hmm. I mean, so, I mean, of course, so you can keep the electricity going, but the, the demand for electricity and the supply was so limited that they started to skyrocket up with the prices right. in a way that I think is completely criminal. Tell you I'd be truth. pissed off if I had a $17,000 bill for electricity, that's for sure. It's not like I'm growing pot in the house. I mean, I, I, I think that Texas has a great future, uh, having said that, but you see they're trying to make uh, Texas uh, um, join this uh, new Green Deal idea, and uh, they're gonna use this accident, uh, or this, this this accident that, of course, is due uh, was due for a long time because they announced it. Uh, everybody knew what was happening, and as I said, just go and Google 2021 Mini Ice Age. We have been talking for ages about it. So 
Uh, everybody also knew that uh, there would be this big snowstorm. It was announced for three, four weeks. Everybody knew. So the failure uh, is being built uh, so they can then increment the, the promotion of the Green New Deal. They can say, oh, yes, you see, you have suffered so much, and the fault is all of the people who, who are using carbon fossil fuels, and we should implement a more green strategy, or maybe, yes, the wind turbines, let's put some grease on them or something that can protect them from the snow the next time. They're going to come up with some BS. But in any case... I hope that the Texans don't buy into all this. They reject completely all, uh, all this nonsense and they go back to be proud Texans that use uh, their, their rich oil reserves and gas reserves to, 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 to first of all service their own people. Because that, I think, that what is happening now demonstrates that uh, uh, something of a primary, uh, you see, in, in, a, in, a, in a society uh, like America, but in, a way, in the Western world, uh, we shouldn't have problems with electricity. We're not in a third world country. If the free market has generated this kind of situation, well, maybe it's time to renationalize a few things. And uh, I know this one thing, that the leftists, are talking about a lot of rubbish, and they have all these communistic ideas, but why don't go then back to nationalization of certain electricity grids? And they don't, they're not proposing that. But, but if we go back into the tradition of socialism and communism, that should be one of the propositions immediately, no? Instead, no, because they're not really leftists. They are simply slaves of a system, uh, puppets of a system, or puppeteers of a system, which has no moral and no ethics. They simply want to make more and more money, and they don't care if the people suffer. Yeah, and I think Mike agrees with you too. A, a thousand percent, absolutely. I sincerely, I've, I've begun to see so much dark stuff oh, yes. going on in the governments. It's just driving me crazy. Oh, yeah. It's a hard time uh, for everyone at at certain point. And uh, by the way, you mentioned uh, Cruz. And of course, for those that don't know, I'm sure most of you do know, uh, Ted Cruz getting a lot of heat for leaving Texas or uh, Cancun, by the way. <laughs> Always well, nice I, in Cancun. I mean, he can go wherever he wants. The problem is that uh, he is... Uh, a, uh, he's a lawmaker, comes from Texas, and should be in Texas in the times of need. So you think he's, that was a bad look for Ted Cruz, in other words? Hmm? That was a bad look for Ted Cruz, in it's other words? Bad, it's not a question you want to listen to your wife saying, ah, bring the children to some, somewhere warm because here it's so cold, there's not a tree. Uh, if, uh, you have to understand, I come from a family that has lived the politics uh, directly. My yes, grandfather sir. was a senator. My grandfather was close to the people 24 hours a day. If the people, you know, once a week he will go into a, a, a coffee place in Messina, he will meet directly the people to ask him questions and to ask him maybe favors or to uh, bring him problems that he could solve. That is a politician. He's somebody who is with his own people and listen to his own people. 
So I agree uh, with uh, with the people like Alex, for example, who is very angry with uh, Cruz and many others. Oh are. yes, I think that he has failed. And uh, when uh, he went on, uh, I think it was Hannity. He came up immediately, fortunately, with the truth regarding the fact that he was meant to go back today and not immediately. Also because apparently. Um, his uh, ticket was, uh, in some way, the privacy uh, around uh, his ticket the reservation was leaked. And uh, there is actually an investigation ongoing by American, I think it's American Airlines, I don't know, oh my. Uh, on this whole thing. So um, th- that's what I mean. He, he has done a brutal figura, as they say in Italy, a very bad... Uh, How do you say that again? Say that word again. Eh? Brutta figura, which means you have Bruta figura that has portrayed you in the wrong manner. I think I, I tried to say it, but I don't think I said it right. <laughs> I tried. Uh, but yes, parents demand enforcement of quarantine rules that will keep the senator's children out of class. So yeah, the parents are pissed off at Ted Cruz. Uh, a lot of people out there are very angry with Ted Cruz. In the chat room, CM5891 says, The Cruz man being a savage... I think it was an alpha move, Michael. You can appreciate another alpha, right? So basically what this um, gentleman in the chat room is saying is that him going out there, throwing his balls out there, he's not really giving too much of a shit if people uh, like it or not. That's what the guy is basically saying to us, Leo. I mean, he he is apologizing. He said, uh, I think to Hannity, he said also to... I mean, it's been now since the, the events uh, have turned uh, against him. He has been a lot on TV making statements. Uh, um, in some interviews, he has been avoiding the question. That was annoying. Mm. But fortunately, he came, out, he came down to the conclusion that he had to be honest uh, with the fact that he failed. And I think uh, that in the next few days, he should be even more honest and probably apologize publicly because it's a failure, it's a complete failure uh, towards his constituents. And Mike, uh, your thoughts and opinions on this. Was this a good look from Senator Cruz going out to Cancun to live it up while his fellow Texans lived in shit? I got to be honest. Um, <laughs> I don't know what the date is on that and how the weather coincided with his going away. So I really, I don't have a comment unless I know what the dates were that he went. No, and- well, well, it's not a question of date. It's actually when the, the crisis already had started. And plus, on top of that, Ted Cruz admitted that he was made privy to knowledge by uh, meteorologists that there will be this crisis. But he actually left when the crisis already started. Interesting. Very interesting. But yes, lots uh, of demonstrators. They actually stood in front of his home, by the way. The thing is that uh, you see both the governor and Ted Cruz, uh, the governor who is himself a Republican, also failed. I mean, he knew for about three weeks of this imminent uh, catastrophe. And they simply haven't managed to, to get this thing uh, going because there is, uh, I mean... There is not really a grip on this market. You see, you have to understand that the electric market has been uh, this way for a long time and, 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 and has been taking profits without investing, investing in new lines 
Uh, here in California, for example, the fact that a lot of uh, uh, you, you have the, the, the electricity uh, high tension, how you say, lines that are under the ground, oh, and yes. then you have the ones over the ground, which are the ones that usually trigger fires. Right, example. right. In, but in Texas, uh, they, they should also uh, renew uh, a lot of the electrical system, which is really from a bygone era from what I have. And, and I'm telling you because my family in Italy is a family, one of the few families, uh, my cousins, uh, have one of the few private electricity companies in Italy because most of Italy is uh, under Enel, which is the national. And then you have, uh, he, uh, they simply have for the Olean Islands, which are in front of Sicily, they have this, uh, elect- the, 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 the Enel never wanted to, to get on those islands because it was too complex for them to, to create a generator of electricity. So they preferred my family to keep on with this business, which was started by the brother of my grandfather. But anyway, um, electricity is a very serious business. There, for example, right. in, in, in the Olean Islands, I asked uh, my family, why don't you put uh, the Olean, the windmills? Uh, because, of course, the Olean Islands are famous all over the world for the wind. They're called the Olean Islands. <laughs> it was the god of the wind. Right. So I said, why don't you put that? But the thing is, they said, listen, the investments are so high, and we are unfortunately going to continue to use oil. Uh, and it's expensive, but uh, it is, uh, it's just too expensive to do something else with all the risk that, of course, are in places like Sicily where you have earthquakes and so on that might then uh, trigger some disasters uh, and, and there of course a great cost in constructing those windmills they cost a lot of money especially if they are in the middle of the sea uh, i always remember the first time i saw them when i was landing uh, um, i think somewhere in scandinavia i think i don't know if it was stockholm or if it was copenhagen somewhere and they had these big windmills in the sea i was like wow but it is definitely very expensive endeavor. And uh, once they stop generating electricity, because they have, uh, uh, they have a date in which they will uh, finally end up their, uh, their work, uh, they are very difficult also to substitute. And uh, it costs a lot of money. And that was also one of the things that uh, even Donald J. Trump said during, uh, I think, uh, uh, he, he said that uh, um, a while ago regarding the windmills, so that they, are, they generate electricity, but they create damage to the nature because they kill a lot of birds. I mean, of course, here we are, uh, I have a windmill farm, which is in the middle of the desert. Yeah, there's some the big-ass field. windmills out here. Yeah, big ones. Giant ones. Here in Prato Pans, there's a bunch of them. Oh, yes. Uh, but imagine how many, how many, uh, birds it kills a lot yeah a lot a lot fortunately probably here now the birds must have i i, I go past and i see that uh, you know the birds maybe have got the drift uh, that it's not so <laughs> cool to, to 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 fly next to them but still i mean they, they, they create an environmental threat and uh, and and but, uh, of course here as i repeat we are in california we are blessed by the sun that's right and we should be able to, in some way, especially here towards the desert, um, have uh, a different impact with this uh, uh, mini ice age approaching. And Don't take lightly mm-hmm. this mini ice age. It's not a joke. 
they might cover it up with all this nonsense about the climate change. Uh, they're going to be covering, up, covering it up only for a little while because at one point, uh, when the mini asset age in 10 years from now is going to be coming in stronger, they will not be able to uh, keep on with their lives. But they are figuring out that by then, people will have fallen into the trap. They will have given everything that they had for the new Green Deal, the Green New Deal, however you want to call it. And at that point, by 2030, nobody will be able to rebel anymore. Hopefully by then, well, let's, let's not say hopefully, but, um, the, you know, the chances of an EMP going off are always a, a thought in my mind. As you know, Leo, there's 104 nuclear reactors. And of course, there's one here in California, not far from me and you. Yeah, but the, 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 regarding the nuclear reactors, uh, there is already a plan to pass them on to a new project which Bill Gates is putting together, which is, uh, he, he, he has created uh, some kind of way that he has presented to the people last week uh, during his 60 Minutes interview in which uh, he can actually profit of the nuclear power without the threat of uh, generating uh, the electricity with the dangerous means. So... It seems like uh, Bill Gates uh, is really working on many, many different fronts, including probably wanting to take over the nuclear reactors. My goodness. And by the way, Lilith in the chat room says, what does Leo think of Governor Cuomo? See, Governor Cuomo, like <laughs> Newsom, they are two crooks. Maybe that's why they are. One is Italo American, the other one, uh, Newsom, also in a way, because he's related to Nancy Pelosi, so I don't know well his. Uh, his, his uh, but uh, they are, of course, uh, both related to this Italo American mafia. It's Cosa Nostra. And uh, they have been able to build here in the United States, especially in the state of New York and in the state of California, some very strong elites that uh, went from uh, the, the, the classic, you know, or, or for example, in Chicago, you used to have Al Capone, but that's, those are the old days of the mob. The right. mob went into, into white collar mafia a long time ago. Yeah. And, 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 and they became basically uh, legit. They became legitimate. And mm -hmm. that's why they sent their kids to schools, to the best schools, to the best university. They made them, of course, run for uh, in the political arena and watch Nancy Pelosi. She's that's almost like a, that's almost like Bin Laden's family here in America too. <laughs> they got all kinds of privileges here. Yeah, yeah but that, here when you talk about Nancy Pelosi, you're talking yes. about mob. You're right. talking about the Gambino. <laughs> talking about the Gambino. I mean, remember that when two three years ago the Gambino one Gambino guy got arrested. Nancy Pelosi took the plane. She was in, in Italy a week after. Yeah, that Nancy Pelosi. She is a succubus. I think it was two years ago, yes. I mean, uh, I, I was shocked because suddenly I see this news. I came here, I think I was already here, and, and then suddenly I saw this news. I saw, ah, the Gambino arrested in Sicily, blah, blah, blah. This Gambino clan connected to the Gambinos in America. And suddenly, 10 days later, I see that Nancy Pelosi is visiting Italy. Right. By the way, um, Leo, um, you know, I hate to bring him up, but... The name Benjamin Fulford just came to my mind. Benjamin Fulford, there is a guy. Who, yeah, when, when's the last time you talked to him, by the way? Uh, many years many ago. Many years. Because the oh, guy okay. works with China. And when he admitted that he works with the Chinese, 
I don't have anything to say to the guy. I mean, uh, right. uh, I, I wrote a couple of books with him. Yes. I knew that he was initiated into into Chinese Freemasonry, the Hongmen, which, by the way, the Tiandui has their headquarters, uh, worldwide headquarters in San Francisco, and it's linked to the Democratic Party. Oh, shit. I didn't, I didn't know. Yeah, I mean, you just go in Google. Uh, Shrimp Boy who was one of the main representatives. He was the grandmaster of the Chinese uh, uh, Freemasons, the World Union of Chinese Freemasons in San Francisco. They have this lodge there, a Grand Lodge. Um, and then uh, Shrimp Boy was arrested with the number two of the Democratic Party, uh, but something like five years ago, I think it happened, so, uh, not so long ago. And it was a big scandal. And this uh, guy basically demonstrated once again the connections that the Democrats have with China, which are not only at an intelligence level with uh, uh, Fartwell, uh, Slowell, uh, Swalwell, whatever his name is, Swalwell and uh, and, uh, and he's a Chinese spy or uh, that other uh, woman uh, who had the Chinese uh, driver, Feinstein, what's her name? Uh, all these Democrats are connected with China. Uh, California has sold out to China. The problem with California is that here there is one of the oldest Chinese communities also in the world, I guess, because, I mean, uh, you have them in England, but here they have been around forever because they were building the rail, the rail lines. Now they are very well integrated, of course, but they still have connections with China and they work with the Chinese Communist Party. Now, if you go and study uh, the, 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 how the Chinese Communist Party interacts with Chinese Freemasonry, you will see that they use them for their diplomatic skills. And the Chinese Freemasonry is not like Western Freemasonry. It doesn't have anything to do with Western Freemasonry. They only grab the symbols, like they steal everything else in Chinese culture from the West. But they, they inserted them on a pre-existing secret societies that have been there for a very long time. Now, the secret societies uh, uh, initially uh, fought against Mao Zedong, against the Chinese Communist Party. But uh, after Mao Zedong uh, really went on an aggressive, very, very aggressive stand that, uh, that went on until they conquered the whole of China, um, at that point then uh, they made a deal and they even have uh, a party, it's called, I think it's called the C Party, which is the only party who has a minister in the Chinese government who is not a communist. So it's, it's that they have this link, a very close link with the Chinese Communist Party. And, and so Benjamin Fulford, uh, he uh, admitted uh, when he came to Rome that he was working uh, full on with the Chinese Communist Party. And for me, when he said that, uh, he was uh, out of the picture. You could ties. Miami. Right. And uh, Leah, we are coming to a close very soon here. But before we... Um, get there. We we did have a few more things to talk about, and one of those has to do with. Uh, if you want to uh -huh. then see the details, the documents that I show of the membership of Benjamin Fulford and everything, sure. just get volume two of my confessions. It's uh, it's out on the CCCP publishing from San Francisco actually published this book. And I suggest you, you you all get it so you can know more about it. Right. For those that are curious, you can go to Amazon. Just search Leo. 
Uh, Leo Sagami, and, and you'll find this stuff there. there is the other books, which, uh, especially Volume 4, which I think is very relevant at the moment regarding an American Renaissance, which is still possible, but also the links with the Jesuits and all the politics of today. Uh, and and, and uh, then I have also the latest edition, Volume 5, which... Uh, uh, tells the inside stories uh, and with documents of where the actual uh, Chinese virus comes from and so on. Nice. So, yes, Leo, um, you know, I couldn't help but notice uh, over the last few years, Leo, you've been quite interested in ufology. I mean, you even have gone to a number of uh, related conferences. You also have gone to uh, New Mexico, I believe. Yeah, I was in Roswell. Um, I became good friends with one of the curators of the Roswell Museum, Donald Schmidt. Right, good guy. And, uh, and uh, he's one of the biggest experts regarding Roswell. And uh, at the same time, I arrived in the U.S. Uh, and uh, I went through Nevada and through uh, basically uh, I sided what, what is Area 51 uh, right from the start of my epic uh, journey. Uh, here in the U.S., uh, driving by car along, uh, then later on Route 66, uh, the same summer, I also went down to Roswell, and I ended up uh, making a very particular uh, experience, which I think was unique, and it was also confirmed by Donna Schmidt being a unique experience. Why? Because we arrived in Roswell in the afternoon, I went to uh, sleep for a few hours because I was expected in Texas, in Austin, the day after for a live show with, uh, with Alex Jones um, around 12, I think. So I didn't really calculate well the time differences. In, in the end, I had to, I, delayed, I kind of, I think I arrived a couple of, uh, hours even later than, than I was supposed to, but I managed to arrive <laughs> and it was uh, an adventure because I had to leave around two o'clock at night, not sleeping that much. Uh, after I, of course, went to visit the Roswell Museum, I talked and interviewed my friend Donald, who, uh, Donald Schmidt, who, as I said, is one of the curators, who is one of the guys who uh, also published some very interesting books on the subject and who I wanted to ask a few questions. But I never thought I would experience in the middle of the night what I experienced because when I went out at 2 o'clock at night with my wife, suddenly we filmed, and unfortunately now we don't have the film anymore because it wasn't one of my channels that unfortunately was removed. I don't, they could, uh, I don't think you can upload um, pornography, by the way, Leo. No, I wasn't that kind of busy. Oh, okay. Video, <laughs> okay, I'm uh, just making sure. A serious video regarding 10 miles of a presidential, presidential, with presidential cars, military, and police. And at one point, after the, we filmed for a few miles, this long caravan of uh, cars. Nice. Uh, the police uh, made us move on the side. And then they continued, but uh, we then carried on because we came out on the other side. Because you see, in Roswell, you go in one side and you come out the other when you go towards Texas, okay? Now, when I went out the other side, you kind of see in the distance the other main road. It's, of, of course, a few kilometers away because it's like two main roads. One goes in and one goes out, no? Okay. Uh, but... Uh, the, the, the incredible thing was that all those cars, that, all that line, 
that was inexplicable because nobody was hanging out. There was no, there was no justification for this sudden event that happened on the 2nd of July, at the, on the 72 anniversary, exactly to the date of the crash on Roswell. And the 72 is a very important number, a holy number, a sacred number, of the various manifestations of God, but also of, of the demonic uh, that can happen. 72 is a very, very important number. So on the date of uh, the Roswell crash, I was there and I witnessed and I filmed this and we actually broadcasted after an Infowars. And uh, what, what happened was rather shocking because then the day after, as soon as I arrived in Austin, I called up uh, Donna Schmidt and I said, uh, Donald, uh, do you know what was happening last night in Roswell? Uh, what did I witness? Was the, the president or some politician or some big shot uh, coming over to town? So he, of course, knows all the military there. He knows all the people. He started to make a series of phone calls. And he called me back after, after an hour. He said, Leo, nobody knows anything. It was Amazing. top secret what you saw. Wow. Top secret. So I, said, I was like shocked. Yeah, so I mean, that's pretty awesome that you got to see something out there. Well, I saw it, and then I saw the same caravan of people in the fields where the crash is supposed to be later on when I was leaving the town. Because from a distance after, I saw all this car going basically in the middle of a field. Yes. And uh, Leo, let me let me quickly ask was, you this. It was um, shocking, and, and I'm glad that my wife was with me. Yeah. And on the same night, I had also another experience, because I woke up at, at 1.30 to, to be able to leave at 2 o'clock. But I woke up with an absurd nightmare in which my wife was, was actually, she, she had to wake me up because I was like literally sweating and shouting, don't take me, don't take me. And I was <laughs> literally being abducted in this oh dream. Uh, I know it sounds incredible. And plus I was at the motel, at the UFO crashing motel. It might sound very funny. But the, 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 this whole experience was definitely... Uh, unusual uh, yeah. than my experience in Roswell, as well as my experience uh, uh, along Area 51 in the middle of the night, because I ended up in Nevada 100, ki 100 kilometers uh, north of Las Vegas, uh, 100, sorry, 100 miles north of Las Vegas. I ended up in the middle of the night lost uh, because in the of the desert to. Uh, that uh, the Paramp, where, uh, as you know, uh, Art Bell used to live, and where uh, my friend, the emper Emperor of the Golden Dawn, who is the Grandmaster of the Golden Dawn, David Griffin, lives, who had offered me to stay there for the night. And uh, the experience also that I had over there was pretty fascinating. <laughs> so, I mean, I must say that I had a series of experiences, and they all culminated with the fact that once I arrived here in Palm Springs, then... Uh, there was contact in the desert, which, as you know, is the biggest UFO conference. Right. I ended up then being guested by Jimmy Church and the guys from uh, Nash, uh, the, 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 the History Channel on, on, on this radio show and stuff with all those people from ancient aliens and stuff. And, and it was quite uh, fascinating to meet all of them. But I didn't do it on purpose. It actually happened by chance because I, I was coming to Palm Springs for a completely different reason. Nice. Well small world and sometimes these things do happen and leo i gotta ask you 
And I ended up doing my first uh, small concert <laughs> in the middle of the, the concert in the desert here in Yucca Valley. And I didn't really know very well the area the, at that time. Yes. But all this is actually, you can find it in the book of my wife, uh, Christy Zagami. She has published two books, volume one and volume two of her own confessions, Confessions of an Illuminati Princess. She's got a book too. Yes, and volume two actually has all these uh, this, uh, stories uh, which I'm telling you about, uh, which, of course, uh, my wife witnessed uh, directly. And she gives, of course, her own perspective, which is very interesting because then you can have confirmation of, of what went uh, on around me. Yes, and Leo, wh- where does this interest come from exactly? The interest in ufology. I, I know this wasn't there before, so how did no, you get interested in this, Leo? Sorry, can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. I, I'm so sorry. No, no, I, it's not a question. I've always had you, Oh, you've always uh, been into it, okay. Sorry? I said you've always been into it then. Always been into it because I've been uh, working with the OTO, with the, the Tiffonian OTO, with Kenneth Grant, with people who were uh, doing the esoteric side of things and in communication with entities from, <laughs> you know, I mean, if you are uh, within certain groups, uh, you are... Uh, very much into that. If you think that uh, um, I wrote an entire book, Invisible Master, about uh, the connection between secret society and the alien phenomenon. Uh, the alien phenomenon actually was born uh, within the Theosophical Society milieu. Uh, George Adamski was connected to the Theosophical Society, made lane with, uh, with uh, who, whose uh, uh, document was later on published uh, it was 10 years ago by the FBI vault talking about extra dimensional aliens it was actually a document by the borderline research uh, science institute which is uh, something that uh, that was created here in California and they were all connected to the OTO to Alistair Crowley's uh, representative Jack Parsons and others that had a lodge as you know first in Hollywood in Los Angeles and then later on uh, also in San Diego, and then, and, and of course, they, they 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 are still very much present here in California. In fact, uh, I don't really uh, go much to Masonic lodges because they seem to have taken over the show here in California. The Satanists of the OTO and their acolytes. So I'm not really welcomed even in Masonic lodges. So uh, I avoid. Uh, probably these days going into lodges in California because I sense that there is the wrong uh, approach to this great tradition. Freemasonry was born Christian, but unfortunately was uh, infiltrated and is now uh, in the hands of a bunch of artists and occultists and Satanists. So it's, it's not the Freemasonry uh, of... Uh, uh, of the respectability of the founding fathers and of all the people who make the great America. Now, Leo, I do want to thank you for being a part of the program. You know, I don't want to take up too much of your time here, but it's been a fun conversation with you. And uh, Leo, I want to leave you with the final word and please feel free to plug anything you'd like before we cut you loose here. 
Okay, I want to just say that you can find, of course, my articles on leozegami.com. You can find the links to my books on leozegami.com. And if, of course, you want to help me out with a donation, PayPal me slash Zagami Leo is my latest PayPal. I went through already three of them. This is my fourth one. Uh, Number four. If if you want to contribute, there is also Fundly. And uh, thank you so much for having me on. I will uh, continue, of course, to publish books and do my job in the next few years uh, here in the, from the United States of America. I'm very glad to be here. Oh, yes. We are also in a moment of history which is unprecedented. So it's also a moment of history where, yes, you, you are uh, pushed to to do your work as a researcher, but also you want to become a protagonist of these epic times that we are living. And so I'm also working very much in contact with a movement which I created in Italy, which is promoting the march on Rome and the takeover of the Vatican, the Occupy the Vatican, together with the Occupy the Vatican organization, but not the ones close to Soros, but the ones who are actually believers, who have created this great initiative a few years ago. And, and, and we are basically promoting this initiative for the 27th of October, 2022. It's going to be, uh, it's a proposal, of course. Uh, we're gonna, we don't know yet how many people will actually join. There is a lot of interest all over Italy. I have thousands of people that daily follow me on my Italian show. Uh, and, and, and it seems like uh, the world will be changed for the better if Italians will finally realize the great evil that has taken over their country that uh, in 1946 was forced to become a republic by the Democrats in America who uh, fraudulently manipulated the, 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 pool, uh, the, the, the pool system that was put in place to vote between the monarchy and the republic. And it was voted a republic because, uh, as I said, there was, a demo, there was of course, uh, um, as in our then Truman, they were in control of a system that uh, gave them uh, uh, Italy and Italy from there on became more and more a corrupt nation in the hands of Cosa Nostra because as you know the CIA was helped by Lucky Luciano and company to re-enter Sicily and uh, uh, of course uh, eliminate the, the, the fascists that had done the big mistake of allying with Adolf Hitler. But unfortunately Italy was ruined. Italy as a country was ruined and so uh, I am still uh, very happy to say that I'm involved in promoting this event and that I hope that they will, uh, they will manage to march on Rome and liberate Italy uh, and liberate the world by occupying the Vatican. And it's not a joke occupying the Vatican, as you can imagine. Um, and, and, and it's not a joke, but I think it's a great possibility for the whole world. Because uh, all the evil of the world at the moment is focused, uh, it's actually taking place and is emanating from the Vatican and from the Jesuit headquarters in Borgo Santo Spirito. Once we take uh, over the Vatican, we take over their uh, secret archives, we take over this uh, small monarchy in, this, in the middle of Italy that doesn't have really the rights to exist and to ruin the rest of the world, including Italy, because Italy now has just changed prime minister, but he's a Jesuit stooge, he's a Jesuit student who was part of an important Jesuit movement. 
The one before him was another Jesuit agent. I mean, Italy is in the hands of the Jesuits for a long time. We have to free this country. To, to be able to free this country, for me, is important to be here. If I was in Italy, I would be killed or arrested. By being here, I avoid this persecution. And I can talk freely, and uh, I can invite Italians to take on uh, this, uh, this great enemy. Uh, why the end of October 2022? Because it's 100-year anniversary, uh, anniversary sorry, from the original march on Rome by Benito Mussolini. My goodness. Once again, Leo, it's been a pleasure to have you on here again. Uh, we will have to do this again in the near future, my friend. Always, bro. It's always a pleasure. And now that we are here in California, always it's, it's, it's great because we are more or less working uh, at the same time. So it's, it's, it's also uh, pleasant to be, uh, let's say, in the same kind of energy field because each part of the day has a different energy, no? That's right. So we are on the Pacific timeline and it's, uh, it is good. And thank you so much for also letting me promote my books and my work and now you that I'm censored all over the place and, uh, and increasingly censored, I, I'm risking to disappear in the, in, for the English-speaking world. I was able uh, only to, in the last few months, to, to, to keep on the Italian channels because the Italians are building them for me all the time and they are much more patient probably than the American audience. The censorship that we are having here is unprecedented. Uh, it's sad to see. I arrived here in the US, I had so many followers, so many subscribers, but unfortunately that's no more. And uh, so I don't really know uh, what we're going to do. But I hope uh, once all this uh, uh, COVID crisis is over, uh, I can start again going around the country um, for conferences uh, so I can meet people face to face uh, without right. being blocked by some kind of uh, uh, social, uh, uh, social network. No problem. Once again, Leo, thank you so much for being a part of the program. We will talk again soon. Thank you. You got it, brother. Take care. And there he goes. That was Mr. Leo Zagami. And now it's just you and me, Mike. I think Positively. There he is. Um, I wasn't sure if you were still alive there. Yeah, well, I was listening, man. The guy's deep. He's yeah, deep. yeah, lots to uh, say here tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty wild yeah. stuff. Um, I, I got I to gotta be honest. I mean, it was hard kind of following him. He's got a real heavy accent, so I was trying to keep up with him. But what I heard, Michael, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't wanna, I'm not trying to take away any time here, but I can't quite figure him out. We still like, got time. What? We still got time. Don't worry. I, I can't quite understand. Like, I can't figure him out, you know, like what the focus is that he's coming from, if there's any at all. He was pretty like all over the place, UFOs, religion, that's right. politics, you know, and I can't quite, I mean, can you, am I missing something? Well, that's uh, what we do here, Mike. What we you do know, we here? talk about these sort of subjects, you know, of <laughs> course, of course. It, 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 mm -hmm. It's just a little, like, I It's a little too much for you, huh? It's just, I can't pinpoint it, you know? Yeah. I think you said the same thing the first time he was here. Did I really? He's I think deep. so. I think so. He, He's a deep character. He really is. Yeah. Leo's a good guy. Hopefully yeah. we could uh, bring him back on again. It was a fun chat. 
And uh, I'm sorry I didn't take all your phone calls this evening, ladies and gentlemen. We were getting lots of phone calls here. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's for him, which is good. We we like Leo a lot. We respect Leo. He has lots to say, and um, some things we don't completely agree with him on. Uh, well, personally speaking, I don't agree with everything he says, but um, some things I what, do. Can I ask you a question? What was your take on the whole breakdown of names uh, when he was talking about uh, uh, reset and the last part of the word set being the uh, the devil and so well that's so his forth. interpretation of the events that are going on lots of people try to sort of line things up and try to make sense of them that's that's kind of normal uh, well for me <laughs> you know listening to these folks for as many years as I have lots of people do that the mind I, yeah, believes what I, the I, mind wants to believe. Uh, always remember that, folks. It's very fascinating. That I was just like, I was trying to keep up with him, man. He's deep. He really is. That's right. Um, CM5891 is asking, how are you feeling uh, tonight, Mike? How am I feeling? Yeah, he says, you sound terrible. Do I? That's what he's saying. I don't know. Sorry. Maybe I'm tired. You tired? It's it's been a rough couple of weeks. The weather's been just horrendous out here. It's been pretty funky, huh? Yeah, snow, like, you know, every couple of days and sometimes every morning. Well, I mean, at least you're not Marilyn Manson. <laughs> has, has anything developed? Uh, you know, I, I think so. I think I did see something uh, just recently as of Friday. I believe Marilyn Manson is also facing an uh, investigation by the L.A. Sheriff's. For uh, the allegation of domestic violence. Okay. All right. So it's pretty much the same thing he was accused of before. Was that pretty sexual? much? No, it's the same thing, but more women have come forward. Brother, brother. I know, right? The world. What a world that we do live in. But yes, um, Marilyn Manson, lots of trouble. Lots of trouble for our friend. Well, I wouldn't say he's our friend, but you know. The guy. The guy, yeah, that guy. The guy. The the <laughs> devil guy. <laughs> yeah, that's also another thing I was kind of hoping you'd jump in there since, you know, we were talking lots about Satan. I was thinking, oh, where's, uh, I was wondering where Mike was going to jump in there. Well, uh, with all due respect, Michael, I I really couldn't really stay. I was, was really looking forward to hearing what he had to say to you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I just couldn't step in. He was going so fast. Yeah, he's all gassed up, Mike. So, you know, sometimes you, you can't stop him. You got to let he's him go. He's all gassed up, man. He's all gassed up in there. That was a good time, so Love Leo. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I just can't pinpoint where he's coming from. Well, there, there's, a lot, there's, there's a lot. There's a lot with Leo. You, you really have to listen to his um, early stories. That's when it gets even crazier, Mike. You haven't even heard anything yet. Oh. Hey, it gets wilder. Did they did did he have a radio show or does he still? Well, he was doing something online for a while. He had just a YouTube thing, but he was also uh, in his youth a very popular DJ out there. Well, Leo Young. Mhm. Mm Go ahead. What, what I'm getting at is I I almost feel like the last time you had him on when I was on was that he had a radio show and it got knocked off the air or something? Or no, something. just a 
sort of uh, stream online here, like on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. but he does gotcha. come on uh, Infowars quite a bit. Okay, with the yelling guy. With the yelling guy. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like you always forget who Alex Jones is. It's the religious dude. No, he's not religious. <laughs> See what I mean? You already forgot. <laughs> But don't worry, Mike. I, I will oh. remind you. Don't worry. If if only now, if I could find the clip of him. I can't. But now I don't have a funny clip to play you. That's right. But I guess that you're going to have to live with uh, Ben Shapiro uh, laughing. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, that's Ben Shapiro laughing there about as bad as I laugh. You don't laugh that bad. Huh? Ben has oh, a I... terrible laugh. Does he? <laughs> oh, yeah. Would you Who shut up, man? Listen? <laughs> that was Joe Biden there. But yes, um, well, you know what? I was going to say something else here, but now we have a phone call that completely screwed me up. <laughs> you know, I had something else to... I was going to tell you about the... Uh, the issues with the gentleman in the UK, the PayPal issue that I had, Mike, I was going to talk to you about that. Some further okay. developments, but now we have a phone call, so let's take this call before we have some fun here. Caller, how are you? Hello, gentlemen. Fantastic show as usual. You sound kind of low there. You away from your cell phone. Are you using an how Obama about, phone? That? Is, is that better? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, yeah, I, I got to get a new phone. I'm, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna have to just get the iPhone 12 Pro Max, even though I don't want to. It seems like that's really my only option for the future. Yeah, you, you got to get a new phone. It, it sounds like you are definitely on a Obama phone. <laughs> Obama phone. <laughs> yes, it's a terrible phone. Terrible quality. I don't know what's true. going on, but you I, know the microphone probably got just. Probably got that like smegma from my beard and just kind of crawled in there and it's just kind of living in there now. Are you from Palm Springs? <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Palm Springs. I've been to uh, many times. Actually, Desert Hot Springs uh, is very nice. Uh, Whitewater, if you ever go to uh, Palm Springs, Desert Hot Springs, go to Whitewater. You can camp out there uh, for free. It's beautiful, by the way. Uh, Caller, we're going to have to let you go. Your your phone is just, it, it's really making me angry. You can't hear me at all. It's totally that bad. It's really bad. You know, you're, you're you pissing me fading. off. You keep fading in and out. All right. I'll, I'll get my, I'll fix my phone. I'll call it next yeah. because I got to tell you some stories about Leo. Yeah, call me back because your phone is it's just. Call from a landline. You're, you're pissing me off. <laughs> we, <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. I'm sorry. Yes, call from somewhere else. <laughs> Yeah, I'm getting very angry here. You know, I got to say, I never have that problem because I'm always using my home telephone, which is still connected to the wall. The landline. With a cord connected to it. Yeah, I mean, that phone was just fucked. You know, I couldn't really <laughs> salvage that. And I did want to yeah, talk to that gentleman, though. Yeah, he'll call back. Call back. Yeah, call what back, please. Name? Yeah, call back on a, on a landline. Yes, please call back. We would love to talk to you. It's just that phone was just, was not good. No, it wasn't. No. It was like I, he was in a submarine or something. Yeah, it was just really hard. I don't think the listeners can hear that shit. It made Michael angry. 
Yeah, it fucking made me angry. I was going to throw the, <laughs> the fucking table over. I got angry because Michael got angry. That's right. <laughs> it was a chain of events. A domino effect, yes. But yes, our boy Marilyn Manson, just to finish this up, uh, and still in lots of hot water. We don't know what's going to happen with him, but we will find out soon enough. Marilyn Manson, I, I think he's guilty, Mike. Uh, I think he's done all kinds of uh, crazy shit. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, I'm sure it's on video too. I, I, I would. <laughs> I know so. No, it was on video. Uh, Rachel Wood, one of his ex uh, ex girlfriends of sorts, I believe she said she was videotaped. So I'm I'm pretty sure he's uh, has plenty of videotapes, Jeffrey Epstein with, style, with with uh con- with consent. Well, most likely. Like- well, I don't know. That's. That's yeah, the key. That's the kicker you know, there. We will find out. Because let's face it, there's plenty of people who like film themselves that's doing right. sexual things. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's what sexting is. That's right. <laughs> I'm hip. Yeah, you're you're very hip into it. <laughs> <laughs> I know what those words mean. Right. Uh, so, Mike, as you know, our friend Rush Limbaugh dead and gone. Yeah. I think I won Celebrity Death Pool with Larry King and our friend Rush Limbaugh now dead in the ground. Yep. Congratulations. Yeah, he's gone. Gone. Were you a like fan of Rush Limbaugh? Uh, to be honest with you, no. Not the later Rush Limbaugh. I did like him early on when he was offensive and sort of like a piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> but no, once he got older, I didn't really care. I, th- I thought he was fucking boring as shit, so... No, not a fan. Too fucking boring. I don't listen to that fucking trash, Mike. It's too boring for me. How can I sit there and listen to these fucking conservatives on the radio? Give me a break. You're like, fucking I'm totally boring. With you. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to listen to conservative radio. Fuck you. Like, I'm going to waste my time. Sorry, I wasn't talking to you, Mike, like that. I was just. No, no, I know. I know. I'm just saying. I, I, I never listened to him. I mean, I. I kind of respect the guy, but at the same time, I never really listened to him, so I wasn't a fan. And I really didn't even know who he was until probably maybe, I don't know, 15 years ago? Yeah. His early stuff, though, obviously ahead of my time. I was able to listen back to when he was first getting started, when he was more offensive and, you know, doing that sort of shit. I like that. But not, not later. No, I don't give a fuck about hearing some older man crying about shit. <laughs> or any anything like that. I, I just don't care for it. It's it's too boring. It's too fucking boring, man. I think I was saying last time I was on, I was sick and tired of listening to Hannity. It gets boring, man. I mean, I I, I'd like. It it- I, yeah, I mean, I I'm the same way. I like hearing it, but then after a while, it just gets so fucking boring. I can take like the first monologue, the opening monologue of the show. Yeah, like an it. hour, yeah. an hour and thirty. I could I could handle that, no doubt. But. W- it gets exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> it gets exhausting. Trying, trying to get through it all. Yeah. Especially with him. He, he just repeats everything over That's right. and over again. Yeah, I don't like that. hate to say it. Yeah. I mean, he's a good... I'm not saying he's not good at all. He's definitely right. skilled. He's a great... Oh, uh, he's a great, great broadcaster. Yeah. But I could uh, I could hear the whole show in less than maybe a half an hour if it was if, crunched yeah. together. If, if you listen to the shit, <laughs> if you listen to the first thirty minutes, you already listened to the entire show. Exactly, that's my point. 
you know, I, uh, I'm sorry to say, but you're right. He's got a good team. They do get facts. Yeah. And I can appreciate that. No doubt. Oh, come on. Man. Oh, it's so boring though, man. How can you fucking listen to that shit day in oh. and day out? It's just fucking boring. I mean, even the show could get fucking boring for some people too, but I mean, conservative radio, that's just fucking dead. It's boring as shit. How can anyone sit there and listen to any conservative, uh, show on the radio online whatever ha- whatever it is it's just it's old relics of yesteryear it's all fucking boring bullshit and now the the caller just hung up he probably got uh, offended with what i was saying <laughs> but uh whatever man i gotta be honest here Let, let's be real for once here uh, uh, talk radio is fucking boring as shit especially the the shows that are popular and that are moving the needle, you know, fuck all of that bullshit. It's so boring. Who's out there listening to this shit anyways? I can answer that. I, I have to admit. Who the is one, it? The one, me. I, I'm the You're one. You're the one sitting the, there for hours listening to this shit? <laughs> no, wait, let me finish. Go ahead. Sorry. Mark Levin is the only one I really enjoy listening to because there's no, there's no bullshit. There's no music going on. There's no, you know, fancy commercials in between. He goes from the standard commercials, comes into his show, and he puts it on the line. There's no fucking fancy shit like, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, like you were saying, all these these conservative talk shows. Yeah. They're all full of shit. They're Everybody's all full, of shit. full of shit right now, Michael. I agree. Right? The whole no, I fucking agree, world is fucked. Yeah. I'm afraid so. It's just the climate of our radio. You know, I'm looking at the um, the scene and lots of the popular talk show hosts uh, out there, the ones on the mainstream, those that are dominating the AM, uh, the AM world, rather. These guys are boring, my friend, just absolutely boring in every sense of the word. And now we have another caller. Let, let's see what they got to offer here. Caller, go ahead. Caller, you are, oh, and they hung up. Hmm. Have, they, have you offended? I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, if, if they're offended, they could just, you know, step into their car and listen to the radio there. <laughs> listen to that. Take that. Yeah. Okay. Cares. But anyways, our friend died at the age of 70 years old. At the young, tender age of 70 years old, Mike. That is rough. And I, I got to say, 70 is the new 80 these days. So Kind of was, is. The, shortened. Yes. He did not die of COVID, by the way. It was of lung cancer, for those that are wondering. Yeah, right? Right. Have you heard anything about the count of what we're up to with the... Uh, Chinese virus. I also heard it's not popular to say that either. I don't know, Mike. You're going to have to fill me in on that one. What happened? Oh, I was just wondering if you knew what the count of uh, the death count is. Oh, no. No. The COVID. Mm-mm. I can imagine it's still pretty high. I wonder, I mean, are they still doing that thing where, where they're, you know, if somebody dies of, uh, like you just said, like of lung cancer, That's are they COVID. calling it COVID? I mean, yeah, I th- I'm pretty sure they still are. That's great. 
I don't know. It just seems crazy for. I know last we were over four hundred thousand dead, but are these people elderly? Is that are they? You know, are they mostly elderly people? Because that's what I keep hearing. Mostly, yeah, mostly older folks for sure. Still, but that doesn't mean healthy people can't. Uh, oh no! Be of course, fucked by it. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely, I I totally agree. But uh, but numbers are dropping though in L.A. County. Uh, by the way, Mike. Well, that's good. That's that good. that is the good news, though. They are dropping. That's something that uh, you probably won't hear too much about. But uh, COVID cases are dropping uh, out here in uh, L.A. County. Even though I'm not a part of L.A. County, but that's what's going down, Mike. The B one one seven variant. That's the UK uh, strain, Mike. That was my next question to you. Yes, sir. Do you know anything about that one? No, that's just a very what's that word? No, I can't even well, think of the word. But um, it's typical that this is happening because I mean, we knew it was going to happen in the first place. Yeah, there's a strain that that it's gonna it's gonna mutate, and that's exactly what happened. I so, said on the show here that it was already here in America way before they even uh, really? announced it on the news. Yeah, I just had this strange, odd feeling that we possibly had these variants just sort of hiding around in the ether. And sure enough, you know, sure enough, Mike. Yeah, that's what ha- that's what said went on. I, I I don't know if I, re- I made remark of this last time I was on, but there there was a show I was watching where they were talking about how with these icebergs, uh, uh, icebergs, these um, glaciers that are melting, that some of them might be withholding bacteria or viruses that have been captured over the you know the billions of years or whatever, since the last major ice age where all that water froze up and it kept certain bacteria and viruses trapped within the ice. And as they're melting, they're releasing them. It's a theory. I don't know if it's true, but uh, I think it's, it's possible. An interesting, it's, it's an interesting theory. It's yeah. frightening as everything else in the world. Yeah, I think it's more than possible. And Mike, what's going on with you out there in your town? Um, if you know anything... Uh, I, I, I'm just over winter, man. I'm over it, you know. I hope it's like 90 degrees on on tomorrow. You need to move to Arizona. Uh, just yeah, hot. I'd like to go. I'd like to go somewhere nice, but uh, I'm yeah, you're, stuck here you're for kinda, now. Yeah, you're kind of stuck there. Yeah. And don't worry, it's it'll get nicer out there soon enough. I think. Yeah, we got it. What, like another month to go? Yeah, you'll be fine. Spring? You'll yeah, be good. You'll be good. It just keeps snowing like every other day. <laughs> that's that's right. It is snowing um, tremendously where you are. I think you said yeah. how many feet of snow did you have out there? Initially, we got a little over three feet. Jesus. And then like three days later, it snowed another another six inches. And then uh, yes, yesterday, I don't even know. I'm losing track. Um, it snowed again like two days ago, or another six inches. It's going to snow, I think, Monday, Tuesday. I, I don't even know anymore. I, I I just stay inside and paint all day long. It's probably a better thing uh, to do, Mike. Just paint and ignore the rest of the world. That's what I'm trying to do. Good I just, for the sanity, I just, you know. I turn on Star Trek in the background, the old Star Trek, and I let that play as I'm, I'm painting and... That's all I can do, and I talk to my bird. <laughs> I think that's much better than just watching the news. Yeah, I, I won't. I can't. Not anymore. I can't. I, I've 
I, I overdosed on on politics. I, I can't watch any more news. So it's gone from your life now. I have to back off. I, I think what I need to do for my own sanity, I need to. I can acknowledge it, but I can't put an, an effort into it anymore. I can't put trust into politics anymore. And so you put trust I, I, into it to begin with, Mike. I early did. On for, you did. For, for this, I, I'll tell you why. I, laugh, whatever, whoever thinks I'm stupid, that's fine. But I really had a lot of faith in, in, in what I saw in the Republican Party. And I, and I, I, I believed in what Donald Trump was doing because he wasn't a politician. If you want to crucify me for that, if you want to, if anybody wants to criticize me for it, go right ahead. But this is how I see things. Yeah, you know the number, Colin. This is how I see it. That's a joke, by the way. And I, I think, <laughs> I think what it, I was so invested in thinking this man can make things good again. And what I want, and I, when I saw how things changed so rapidly, I sincerely believe and I can't say it over the, the radio. Right. Well, maybe so, you can. Go ahead. You want me to say it? Yeah, go ahead. Are you serious? Sure. Okay, I don't want to get you in trouble. Um, hope you taped the show. Unless uh, unless you think you're going to get me in trouble. <laughs> what, say again? I said, unless you think you're going to get me in trouble, then don't say it. <laughs> uh, well, didn't you get knocked off the air first? Um, well, sure. Saying, uh, sure, but unless, uh, you know, it's just that other group. Oh, okay. Well... I'm I'm to- right. Okay. Well, then I, what I'm saying is about the election. Oh Am yeah, I on could, the right track. Michael? No, you could say whatever you want about the election. Okay. Fine. So Go I ahead. sincerely believe that there, there was fraud in the election, and I sincerely believe that Donald Trump did win the election. Now this kind of goes back to what was it, two thousand when George Bush beat, um, what's his name, Fancy Pants, um, and there was this Gore and and there's, there's <laughs> Fancy this Pants, whole- Fancy Pants, right? <laughs> I like that. What a twerp. Anyway, um, you know, when he lost, everybody was saying that uh, Bush cheated. And there may very well have been cheating uh, during that campaign. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. But this one I was because there was more controversy in this president. There was more hatred every single day of the of his presidency from the day he was became president until the day they kicked him out of the White House. I think House. it might have been just a little bit before he became president is when we saw it, that. Indeed. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. I, I'm just saying for every day that – because nobody thought he was going to be president. I didn't think so, to be honest. I, right? I, I've said that plenty a of times. A lot of people didn't think it. Right. So my point is you know, I invested in this because I saw there was such controversy in what was going on because in my personal opinion – in common sense, I saw things working properly for the first time in this country in a long time. And facts do not lie. So when you, you invest in what you see and you believe, and then it's pulled out from underneath you, and after what Leo just went and, and explained about some of the, the similarities of what's taking place in our government and, 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 and the underworld right now in our own effing country, how can I go back and listen to this fucking this this corpse who has taken the presidency and is going to run a country into the ground? 
Anybody who cannot see what the Democratic Party is doing is beyond me. And again, let me repeat a thousand times. I am not a Republican. Are you a communist? I'm certainly not a Democrat either. Are you a communist? (laughs) No, that's what I see happening. What about a uh, socialist? You dress in black. Are you a socialist? No, I'm beatnik. I tell people I'm not a communist even though I'm dressed this way. (laughs) You know, I'm dressed like Antifa. I'm in the goth mafia. Yeah, you know, I'm always dressed like, uh, you know, if, I, like if I'm Antifa, I'm dressed on black, like I'm going to rob you. <laughs> you know, I already look like I'm going to rob you. So, you know, you I look like I'm like going to. Yeah, you know, I look like I sell coke and I look like I might kill you. <laughs> you could be an artist. Yeah, but, you know, mostly people are looking for what, cocaine. You know, what does that me. mean? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I got that look. So, you know, people were always wondering if I got it on me and I'm like, no, I'm not holding on. But yeah, it's, it's a good, it's a good, um, it's a good, um, sort of look to have if you're at a bar, that's for sure. You know, people are afraid of you. Well, at least of me, which they should be. You know, out there, people that Michael influenced me to get the sunglasses that I wear. These really? Days. Did I Absolutely. do that? I told you that, that was years me. ago. I rubbed off on you there, huh? <laughs> well, no, you had these retro sunglasses that you were wearing, and I found that. I was like, oh, I like that. So I went out and I got myself these, um, uh, they're pilot glasses, but they got that 70s kind of look to it. You nice, know? yes. So, yeah, you actually inspired me to get them. I bought like six pairs. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, those, those are the, if I'm thinking about the ones you're talking about, those are the very famous serial killer style uh, sunglasses <laughs> that all these serial killers back in the day used to wear. Yeah, I guess that's why I like it so much. I don't know. That's where I got the look from. <laughs> serial killer influence. Pretty much. Those are the, what I call them, those are the John Wayne Gacy sunglasses. Oh, is that what they're called? Well, I call them that, the the killer clown glasses. John Wayne I just Gacy. saw sort of. I saw see like a, a '70s influence in it. That's I really can't say it has anything to do with a serial killer, but yeah, yeah, I get where you're coming from. That's where I got it from. But yes, who's the other guy? Uh, the, <laughs> the Night Stalker, Ramirez, Richard Ramirez. Richard yes. Ramirez. You know, I was going to ask had- you about Richard Ramirez. There was a new Netflix uh, documentary documentary on one saw Richard it. Ramirez. You saw it already. Was it any good? Yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> that guy was out of his mind what a (laughs) lunatic what a messed up man well if you are a rapist and a kidnapper and a pedophile then i would imagine that you are kind of fucked and a killer and a girl right (laughs) he was a nice ass killer he he was a nice man that richard ramirez he just wanted to give you a hug (laughs) with a knife with a knife yeah (laughs) you know that's still a nightmare for me mike you know that's one of my worst sort of scenarios waking up with a knife pressed to my throat again again yeah long story whoa yeah you brought it up brother yeah you know knives in your throat guns in your face what whatever <laughs> normal glasses on your nose <laughs> typical stuff you know you know i had a gun pointed at me and i said that's not the first time that's been in my face you ain't scared me. Like Clint Eastwood? Wow. It was some real Clint Eastwood. Yeah, I know. I said some real cowboy <laughs> shit. Yeah, you know. I should be dead, Mike. Wow. That's Look right. you all, like Chicano and stuff. 
I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. I, I would say this is being <laughs> stupid. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Just being an idiot. I thought you were in a gang or something. No, I was just being an idiot. That's what that is. Oh, all right. Yeah, don't don't repeat any of those things, people. Don't act that way. <laughs> what can you say? What happened? Uh, yes and no. Just lots of different things that have uh, happened at one time or another in my life out here. Yeah. Wow, I'm shocked, Michael. I know. Sometimes I can't believe some of these situations I've have sort of walked into myself. I've sort of waltzed in all kinds of um, funky situations, Mike. But unlike unlike this 50-year-old tranny who joined college, I've never done anything like that, by the way. <laughs> yes, for those that don't know. Yes, for those that don't know, a transgendered woman, Gabrielle Ludwig, returned to college, the college court apparently, um, somewhere in California this happened, Mike. Okay. Right. This um this athlete, we should say. Gabrielle Ludwig, fifty years old, six six, two hundred and thirty pounds, Mike, playing in the all women's league. <laughs> or division rather. Women's rights, man. That's right. Six six is pretty goddamn tall though. <laughs> Don't wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. In the in this in this would. article, by the way, it says the most muscular person in the room. <laughs> great article by the Hi, I'm Jennifer. <laughs> great article by the USA um, Today, usatoday.com. Look it up. Oh, right. Nice. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about that, Mike? Um, these transgender athletes. I, I I have nothing against them personally, but I think. Uh, when you start cutting body parts off, I, I think you might regret it. I, I'm, you know, you want to do it, it works out great, but I don't know. You want to be gay? Go right ahead. Been doing it for millions of years. I don't really but. see too much of an issue that much, but you know, when it comes to like combat sports, that's where I draw the line in that. Uh, that too, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. you know, like boxing or MMA. Um, one mixed martial arts fighter, you know, woman who's transgendered. You know, they fought another. A biological woman, you know, she fought a biological man in that bout, and she yeah. got her head cracked. By the way, oh my gosh, wow! So I mean, is is that really a fair? Yeah, see, even someone in the chat just mentioned it right now. A woman got her her skull cracked by a MMA transgender. Yes, that's from Goy Goddess in the chat room. I, I disagree with it wholeheartedly. Yes, you we. That person is referring to Felon Fox, by the way, who is the name of the transgendered. They are now 45 years of, uh, years of age, and I'm not sure if they are still fighting, but Felon Fox, still a frontrunner for trans athletes out there. Great times. <laughs> Only in America. Uh-huh. <laughs> Only in America. And of course... Um, Russia reporting the first case of HF, uh, HF, H5N8 bird flu, Mike. So the bird flu is back. What a world, what a world. What a world, Mike. All these diseases, all these, all these things going on. It's a lovely it, world, uh, Mike. 
on one hand, well, not to interrupt you, but on one hand, when, when Leo was talking about all the things he was talking about, one of the things that crossed my mind is if there were – and not that this makes any huge difference, but it, it did cross my mind. If the, he believes in anything that is going to save his soul or his life or his body from aliens, I mean <laughs> – you know, like, is he religious? Is he a religious man? Do you know? Religious, I believe so. I think he's a Christian I'm, I'm assuming, now. I'm, I'm sorry? He's a Christian. I was going to say, he must be Catholic or, or at least Christian. was something. Catholic, yeah. He is Italian. So. He's converted. Hmm. Well, I mean, you know, China. I, as much. Pardon? China. <laughs> Sorry, I just can't help it. I had a, I had a, I, I miss him. I miss Donald Trump. What can I say? <laughs> I like. <laughs> that's a great sample. I love that one. <laughs> Donald Trump don't trust China. China is asshole. <laughs> Donald Trump don't trust China. China is asshole. <laughs> do you miss Trump? By the way, I kind of do. I kind of miss him. I kind of miss him fighting with reporters and just fighting in general. It's it's been um it's been kind of boring without uh, someone like him around. <laughs> oh, don't worry, it's going to get better. I hope so. I'm waiting for um Biden to do something. You know, I I'm hoping that he gets like a bunch of people killed or something. I'm waiting for something to happen, Mike. I'm getting bored as shit. Yeah, give it time. Let him sign a few more executive orders. And uh, eventually the world will begin to revert to its next stage. I'm missing the chaos. You know, I want to see some disasters happen. What the fuck? Yeah, I'm getting bored here. What the fuck? Biden? Some boring shit going on here. <laughs> I want to hear people getting trashed. I want to hear people getting buried. And none of this is happening. It's, it's making me sad. Now I have to fight with people. <laughs> now I'm the one that has to go out and fight with people like the guy I was telling you about on on, um, on eBay, you know, the guy from the UK, the, the scammer. Who's that? Uh, just some idiot in the UK that scammed me from, for something. And uh, <laughs> Oh, that guy, that right. Guy, oh, yes. okay. That you was know, a personal thing, right? It was right. very personal. You know, he left a little message saying enjoy with a little happy face. So, you oh, know. What a right. But, but don't worry, I'm getting my money back. Don't worry. It's already been arranged by um, PayPal, but I did leave him a hey, nice little message, by the way, Mike. What, so when he opens it, he's going to. that guy? What was the name of that guy? The name of the guy? Yeah. I believe his name was like Jace. I don't think I ever told you his name. Okay, I'm just checking because I just mm -hmm. got a, an order. Was it from Jace? Just kidding. From No, I was checking. <laughs> um. Yeah, I had an order from England, and I was I just uh, wondering if that was the guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not him. But yeah, I left him a little message. You know, I told him that uh, I hope he catches what's going on, or going around, rather, out there in the UK. Yeah, I told him, I, I hope you catch what's going around, and I hope a group of Muslims don't find you. <laughs> it's also what I told him. Hmm. For obvious reasons, why I said that. Any Chinese, <laughs> right? China, China, <laughs> China. <laughs> it sounds like he just sneezed at China. 
A huge number. You are fake news. <laughs> I am the chosen one. <laughs> I love that one. I am the chosen one. <laughs> I'm always in a good mood. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I want to know where that came from, by the way. I'm always in a good mood. I don't know what that is. He's always in a good mood, and he doesn't know what that is. Sometimes I feel the exact same way. Sometimes I don't know why I'm in a good mood. But it's definitely not because of COVID. That does not make me um, happy at all. And speaking of COVID, by the way, there was another guy, um, South Carolina coach Frank Martin. Um, sports fans know who he is. He also tested positive for COVID-19 a second time, by the way. Oh, my. Thank That's Jesus. Really Thank Jesus Christ for that. Wow. Thank baby Jesus. Is that like a rec? Like, is that a first? No, not a first. For him, it there is. There are people that have recorded it? Yeah. I think people okay. have caught it twice already. Okay. I was unsure if that was, I didn't know if that was a rumor or not because I heard it, but I didn't know if it was true. No, you can definitely catch it again, Mike. Okay. Ain't that lovely? Terrific. That's right. But does that mean anything significant, though? Mm, well, yeah. It means it could fuck you up longer in the end. It means it's but staying I in your... When I, when, I, when I say that, I mean it's going to stay in your um, immune system. So that's definitely what the case was, is that it reemerged in his body without him getting second, uh, a second infection from someone? That I don't know. Okay, that, that's, that's really the question. Yeah, that part I don't know. That's probably yeah, important. doesn't have anything on that in, in this article here. But a lot of guys don't like Frank uh, Martin, by the way. Why not? I don't know. They say he's an asshole. Some people okay. are saying, you know, good. Hope he dies. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's what some sports fans say. And you know how Damn. sports fans are, man. They're, that's, they're, fucking, they're fucking brutal sometimes. You think? Yeah, man. Especially those Boston fans. Wow. People use words too loosely these days. Loosely? Well, I mean, I shouldn't say just words, but... I think words have been... Uh, and, and you know people calling people names and harmful things like that it's like it's really gotten out of hand it's everywhere like even in comedy it's comedy so rude and harsh the whole world is just so so angry don't you think of course everybody's pissed i mean i'm pissed i know everyone's He's angry pissed? Uh, sometimes i am not always though it goes away from me really quickly though i i could i think i could only be mad for about uh, two minutes at the tops. I'm pissed because it's winter. I'm sick of it. Well, you know, you're east. You're an east coaster, Mike. You're always going to be angry because the weather. <laughs> yeah, that's something that us in the west coast we will never understand. You know, we've never had to live in that sort of climate, that sort of environment. You know, we didn't have to walk around all fucking angry no, no, about. Now, no, no. come on. You know, there's plenty of people that have moved from the East Coast out to the West Coast. Yeah, but fact, I mean, that's what it was implanted. Yeah, like, but we're we not. Definitely all came from the East Coast. We're not built like you East Coasters, though, with the, with the cold, is what I'm trying to say. You know, you, you guys are out there not it's giving good. a fuck, walking around, and it's cold as shit. 
I can't do that, Mike. You know, I'd be dying out there. Michael, it was 27 degrees. I can't do that. That's too cold. That's too cool. It was 27 degrees. I was driving back from from an appointment I had. And I'm in the car. And and, uh, as I'm driving down the road, I see this guy walking. He's wearing, get this, shorts, flip-flops, and a guinea tee. Jesus. He's just chilling out. just walking, you know. Coming home from school. Got his backpack on. I guess I wanted to roll down the window like, what are you, an idiot? He's from the Caucasus <laughs> Mountains. That's why, Mike. Yeah, he's, he's that's from where his, Russia. So that's where his Siberia. people, right, that's where his people are from. So, you know, that, that weather ain't nothing. <laughs> ain't nothing for him. But I'll, I'm a desert rat, Mike. I'm going to die if I'm out in the cold. Yeah. I can't I handle it, it brother. Can't handle I, it. I, I, I would like to retire somewhere west. So. You need to come out here in El Centro, Mike. It's calm. Nothing goes on out here. You, uh, you think the Mexican cartel could use somebody like me? I think they could. They would love someone like you. <laughs> You'd be out there beheading people and talking about the <laughs> Santa Muerta. You know, you'd be talking about all these crazy religious shit. Uh, these... um. Death cults that the Mexican cartel are all part of, yeah. Yeah. They love I'll, you. Uh, I'll put in a, an application when I move out there. Yeah, they'd like you out there for sure. And of course, oh my God. Um, by the way, Mike, uh, before we sort of close down here, there's just a few more things to discuss, but I did come across this thing with Ghislaine Maxwell, who revealed late, uh, revealed the late Jeffrey Epstein had secret videotapes of President Trump and uh, President Bill Clinton. That's what's being reported right now. It was also reported by TMZ. Hmm. And who has those tapes right now? I believe someone, a former CBS producer has those. Well, they don't have those tapes, but that's, that's the person who found out about the existence of these tapes. There's a producer you know by the name of Ira Rosen. I can't speak about Clinton, but I can say this for Trump. Since he wasn't a politician at the time if and when they were they were shot, uh, which I'm assuming was before his presidency, it still doesn't make him a bad president. Sorry. Well, they have videotapes, and I don't know what's on those videotapes, but it's probably not good. Yeah, well, like I said, even if if it is if it's bad, I mean, it, it didn't affect his presidency. That it didn't. I mean, if if he had sex with a young girl who was underage, yeah, during his now presidency, we're talking a different story. Yeah, but nothing, you know, nothing of that sort happened when he was in office, obviously. But I'm sure all these things obviously happened a long time ago, from what I can imagine. And uh, you do recall that photograph, that portrait. Of Bill Clinton in the Oval Office wearing Monica Lewinsky's dress. Do you remember that painting? I do not. I didn't see that. Yeah, there's a painting of Bill, by the way, uh, dressed in her blue dress. And uh, this was inside of Jeffrey Epstein's condo in New York City. Hmm. I want that painting now. That's kind of cool. That's pretty messed up. (laughs) That's right. Exactly. Why wouldn't you want a painting of Bill Clinton in a blue dress hanging... In your living room somewhere. Hmm. With red heels, by the way. Red high heels, Mike. (laughs) 
fascinating. And you know what I have, you know what I, I what I'm suspecting probably did happen, Mike. Yeah. Bill Clinton probably did wear her dress at one time and put on her high heels. Because Bill's a freak. <laughs> Super freak. If he put a cigar in her pussy, then I'm sure he <laughs> cross-dressed a time or two. Hmm. Yeah, come on. Bill Clinton, you don't think he's a freak? You always need a cigar holder. <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> oh, it's messed up. <laughs> Here, hold this for me, sweetie. Open your legs. <laughs> Amazing. It's terrible. <laughs> it really is. It really is. My uh, God, Mike. Well, I wish we could go longer, but we, we are coming to a close here, Mike. Yes, we are, sir. I feel sad. Been a good one. I feel sad because, you know, we didn't get a, a chance to talk about courting love. Oh. She's back. Is she? Mm-hmm. She's back on the, on the prowl. We'll talk about Prowlers. it later, though. Yeah, well, we'll talk oh. about courting love later, and on, on, on another show, we'll, uh, we'll handle the um, the strangeness that is courting love and <laughs> Jesus Christ. Why didn't she ha- why Why didn't she catch COVID this year? <laughs> Courtney, poor Courtney. Oh yes, I'm sure many men feel that way about her. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh well yes mike well once again i do want to thank you mike for being a part of the program it's been a very fun show a very educational show a a show for the family of sorts yeah i'd say so it's definitely entertaining family fun time yeah i know i was stoned were you really no i don't do that sort of thing oh my god no wonder now i know why now I now we all know why. Why? Because you were self-medicated on this episode. Wow, Mike. No. I can't believe I it. Do. I don't do that. We're gonna have to drug test you after this show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm gonna. You're gonna have to submit a urine sample after this show here. I have one. Wait, it's right here. I was hanging on to it. Okay, just ship that in. Okay. <laughs> Very nice. Well, we'll take out your social credit score. <laughs> Keep so a record that. bag. Is that okay? That works too. <laughs> so, Mike, once again, I do want to thank you for being a part of the program. It's been a absolute pleasure to have you here. I love when you are on the program. We have um, these fantastic discussions that only you and I can have because some people are, um, you know, some people I, I try to have these sort of talks with them, some of the guests, and some of them are just too pussy uh, to have these talks. That was offensive, wasn't it? You are the man. Using the pussy word. I mean, it's better than using the word cunt, right? (laughs) It's my favorite word. Oh, bro. I know. I'm sorry. I'll behave next time. Come on, bro. I know, bro. Brother. You sound like Hulk Hogan, brother. Come on, brother. (laughs) So, Mike, once again, love you very much, Mike, and... um. I'll talk to you on the other side, my friend. All right. Thanks, guys. Had a great night. Talk to you soon. All right, brother. Take care. Yep. Mahalo. And there he goes, boys and girls, the one and only Mr. Mike Hideous. 
And uh, CM5891 says, Melissa is very drunk. Go to sleep, sister. Yes. Go to sleep. If you have been drinking during this program, and I'm sure a lot of you have, or whatever gimmicks that you like to do when this program is on. Some people like to drink. Some people like to fornicate during the program. I, I don't know why, but it's happened. Some people like to smoke. Some people like to do um, psychedelics when the show's on. It's it's really up to you out there. But I really do appreciate all of you out there who come on in and hang out during the chat. I mean, hang out uh, during the show in the chat, I mean. Really appreciate that. And of course, those of you who listen to the replay, love that. You guys don't have to worry about um, technical difficulties at all. Those of you who listen to the podcast rendition, lucky you, how spoiled you are out there. But yes, I do invite all of you out there that listen to the podcast version to jump in during the live show and to have a chat with uh, your, your fellow listeners, really, and me. Sometimes I will interact with you in the chat room. Uh, Goy says, I want to call in, maybe next time. Yes, next time would be the right time to call in. And don't be shy. Don't be shy. Call in. Don't be afraid of me, Mike, or the guest. Who cares? Just call in. We will have a good time. And that's the way it works. The other cider says, I drank last night. Well, that's no excuse, the other cider. You should have drank tonight. Not sure why you did not take advantage of the glorious sounds of this program and my euphonious tones. It's always a win-win here on the Michael Deacon program. And of course, you can find this program and all podcast renditions out there on the podcast platforms out there. Yes, the podcast rendition can be heard by searching Michael Deacon. And yes, Goy, okay, I am not shy. I'm glad you're not shy. Call in next time. Definitely do that. Now, boys and girls, it has been a pleasure talking to all of you tonight. But I'm looking at the time, and yes, it's time to wrap it up. Like you should always do before you fornicate, wrap it up. You don't want a child uh, during all this, uh, during this pandemic nonsense. You know, it's not good to raise a child right now. I would advise against it. Don't do it. Be smart. Wrap it up. Be wise. And with that said, the world is a mysterious place. And life itself is a mystery. Until next time, mahalo. Mahalo.